And we are pleased to welcome in the voice of the Jayhawks, our good friend Brian Haney joins us this afternoon. Hey, Brian, I wish you were going to be here in person, but uh, we, I really appreciate your time this afternoon. I uh, know, JMO. I, I miss it, too. I was looking forward to seeing you, and uh, Waco is always one of our favorite stops for a number of reasons, but uh, it's the biggest game of the year, and to have Kansas and Baylor uh, hook up is, is fun to watch from afar, but there's nothing like being there, so certainly going to miss seeing you tonight, buddy. How has it worked uh, doing games remotely? What, what have you learned uh, you know, by doing that uh, as many times as you have this year? We've only done it a couple of times. The, the rule that our GM put in place about a month ago was that we would travel to places within five hours driving distance and anything beyond that, we'd stay back. But uh, as you know, as a play-by-play guy, to be on hand and to see what's going on on the sidelines, whether it's the coach working the officials or a player being tended to by a team doctor or substitution stuff going on, it just helps to be in the house if you're trusting a video feed from afar I think you miss out on a lot of that, but uh, we'll make the most of it tonight. And, and obviously, you know, it's, it's going to be a hotly contested game, we hope, based on how it typically is down there. And it's just rare for Kansas to come in as a heavy underdog in the eyes of the experts. So that'll be a different feel for sure. Yeah, let's don't even talk about that. Let, let's just uh, let's say <laughs> Kansas is the favorite here. I mean, we don't need any motivation, <laughs> any more motivation for KU coming in. Uh, that is a different scenario than uh, in this series, though, isn't it? No doubt. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Scott Drew's built this thing into a, a perennial power in the Big 12, but Kansas has been the top dog seemingly since the existence of the league and, and obviously well before it. But when you talk about 14 straight Big 12 titles, they took a year off in there and then, then started up a new streak last year, thanks in part to the big game down in Waco that was uh, so hotly contested with Yudoka Azubuki having his best performance as a Jayhawk. Uh, that got Kansas back to the top of the mountain, but you fast forward a year, and clearly Baylor looks like the class of this conference. And what's wild is there's another team in between the Bears and the Jayhawks yeah. in Texas. It's very rare, A, to have Kansas not be the team to beat, but B, to be looking up at a couple of teams. And, and what's even more unusual, John, is that as we navigate our way through the first half of this league schedule, I think there's realistically three teams that at certain positions at least – are more athletic than Kansas, and that's different. Uh, obviously, Texas's length and the athleticism of their bigs gave Kansas fits on top of excellent three-point shooting in a game that, that Texas dominated wire-to-wire in Allen Fieldhouse. The speed of Oklahoma State's backcourt gave Kansas fits in, in giving up 24 first-half fast-break points. That's really how they built the 16-point deficit was their lack of transition defense in the first half. And then, obviously, you know, Baylor with, with the backcourt edge you guys will have in terms of athleticism, I think, again, is a leg up. But typically, we don't see. I mean, Kansas obviously still has plenty of McDonald's All-Americans and five-star recruits, but it's, it's a different kind of feel going into certain matchups knowing that just based on sheer athleticism, they're going to have to bring it stronger and more dialed in than normal because just rolling the ball out there ain't going to cut it when you've got athletes as good as we see in Waco, Austin, and now, believe it or not, in Stillwater. Brian, with the the Jayhawks already having two losses in conference play, does that make tonight a must-win situation for Kansas? You know, it, it, you hate to use that term when you're this early in the slate, but then again, guys, we don't know how long the slate's actually going to be. Is this an 18-game format? Is it a 16 or a 15? I mean, who knows how some of these reschedulings will go. We just had our game with Iowa State, as John alluded to, postponed over the weekend, and so – 
Yeah. I mean, the fact that, that the number of games left to go could be shortened than what it was supposed to be. You'd hate to go back three games in the last column to Baylor at that point. And home court advantage just isn't what it normally is for Kansas. We feel, humbly speaking, of course, that, that we have the best home court advantage in the country. I mean, Bill Self's won 95% of his home games there. And, and yet, when you're talking about 2,500 fans instead of 16,300 fans, it's, it's just not the same. And so Kansas doesn't have that ability to say, well, we're going to go 8-1 and one or 9-0 and oh at home, and if we go out and go 5-4 and four on the road, we got this. Because there's no certainties anymore. Not that there were before, but it was at 95%, it's pretty close to a certainty that they usually win at home. And, and that's not the case this year. And, and obviously, up until last week, we had the longest Big 12 road winning streak in league history at 11 games, but that got snapped. And so what I'm getting at is, without calling it a must-win, their backs are clearly, clearly against the wall. And I, I think because there's no guarantee that everybody's going to wind up playing the same number of games and it's going to be the true double round robin, it makes a game like tonight even more important for Kansas. How do they get Marcus Garrett more involved on the offensive end of the court? Well, that's a great question, too. I, I think that, you know, for being honest, his senior season to this point, if you want to put a letter grade on it, it's, it's probably been a B-minus based on preseason top 50, Naismith and Wooden consideration, the returning, reigning national defensive player of the year. He had some illness that, that impacted him when we were in Fort Myers and Indianapolis earlier this year on a back-to-back -back road swing. Then he had injury. Uh, took a shot to the head that, that cost him a game uh, late in the Texas contest when he took that blow to the head. And so there are things you can point to that's, that certainly kept him from being at 100%. But more than anything, this is a guy that is at his best as a complementary wing player that is not the facilitator, not the point guard, but rather a two- or a three-man who certainly can, can make things happen off the bounce for himself and for teammates but thrives when it's not all on him to be the primary point guard, when he can really focus on being the lockdown perimeter defender. And then a guy that has not just the secondary, but maybe a third or a fourth offensive option can pick his spots to attack. Now to have everything run through him, it's, it's been a challenge. And for all the reasons I mentioned, it's, it's not been the senior season for the uh, Dallas skyline high grad that we all thought it would be, but this is still a player that I think between the ears most closely identifies with the way Bill Self sees the game, the toughness of Bill Self that he commands and expects of his players. Like if, if you could clone Bill's brain and put it in any one of the 250 players he's had in the last two decades, this is the guy. And so we're, we're certainly very confident that he's going to get it going eventually. He's just not going to do it like Devon Dotson or Frank Mason or Devontae Grant did it. It'll look different, but he can be a much more efficient player than what we've seen. And as you both well know, uh, as good as he was in getting Kansas back in the game in Stillwater last week on a 21-2 to run in which he was the catalyst, the way he looked in the last 62 seconds going 0-2 with a turnover is what cost us the game. And so I, I think that's been stuck in his crawl for about six days now, and he's chomping at the bit to erase that take. Brian Haney, our guest, voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, Baylor and KU on the floor in the Farrell Center. I, I tell you, Guy, if you put a letter grade on him so far, I would think it's an A from what I've seen is Jalen Wilson, the redshirt freshman out of Denton Geyer High School, your second leading scorer, your leading rebounder. Man, he has been really impressive so far. 
Yeah, and it was an A plus up until plus. about a week ago. <laughs> I mean, still a solid A. I agree with you. But I mean, there was a time. I guess it would have been one month ago now when CBS Sports put out an article and listed the top 10 freshmen in the country, Cade Cunningham was number one, and Jalen Wilson, a redshirt freshman, was number two. And that was on the heels of back-to-back 23-point performances in in big-time ranked games like Kentucky and Creighton. In the second half alone versus Kentucky, uh, he had 21 points, put the team on his back, and and took him all the way to the finish line. He's just been one of those guys that uh, we expected – to see some nice strides made, but nothing like this. I mean, he was he was a top 50 recruit coming out of high school and obviously played in just two games a year ago prior to an ankle injury that ultimately cost him his season. And so we thought there'd be a certain amount of acclimation before he you know, became a third or a fourth scoring option on this team. Guys, I'm here to tell you, more games than not, he's been the alpha dog on this team. And there was no warm-up acclimation time. I mean, he was jumping into the thick of it from the word go. He's assertive. He's confident. He's not cocky about it at all. But but he is not afraid of the big moments. And so to see him kind of disappear a little bit in the Oklahoma State game was surprising. And much like Marcus Garrett, who you know is highly motivated to try to to erase that taste. I think Jalen Wilson's in a similar spot. Honestly, it's kind of a weird dynamic, guys. Um, Jalen, Marcus, Christian Brown, our other great perimeter player along with Ochai Baji, Christian, Jalen, and Marcus all in particular are, are guys that, that could really use an uptick because their uh, kind of downturn over the last two weeks or so has coincided with David McCormick. You heard the highlight coming mm-hmm. into the segment playing some of the best ball of his career. The last two weeks have been just completely different level basketball out of McCormick, and it's coincided with the perimeter players just bottoming out. And so Kansas is still looking for that first performance where they get the inside-outside game clicking at the same time because McCormick is finally looking like the All-American type player that Bill Self said back in September he could be. Problem is the guards need to pick it back up again, and and Jalen's one of those guys. It's only been a couple of games for him that he's looked a little off, but uh, for Brown it's been a full two weeks. For Marcus, it's it's been off and on for six weeks, and so it'd be interesting to see if, if they can bring their best possible effort tonight. Because obviously, the, the Baylor backcourt is as good as any in America, and and sometimes you know going up against that type of talent pulls the best out of you, and and it forces you to raise your game. And I'm hopeful that'll be the case for Kansas tonight, because inside McCormick has looked like an all league player of late it's been the guys on the edge and on the perimeter that have have made you a little bit more concerned wow that's a great assessment hey man stay safe uh wish you were going to be here we could visit in person but uh, hopefully we can do that down the road and we appreciate you being on with us today thanks very much always a pleasure john you're the nicest guy in the league and one hell of an announcer too we appreciate you so much and, and have a great run the rest of the way very kind of you thanks very much have a good call tonight brian thanks a lot you, buddy. All right, Br- Brian Haney, the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks. 